0: Hello and welcome to the Analysts at the World Cup. We're at the World Cup of course, we're at Lords. we've just watched Pakistan overcome Bangladesh, although they couldn't quite do the necessary and get... 400 and bowled Bangladesh out for 12 and get into the semi-finals. Simon, no,
1: well, it was it, it was going to be impossible, wasn't it? Uh, it I suppose I think some Bank Pakistan sports slightly disappointed that they didn't give it more of a go. At least try yeah. to get you know 400 on the board. They got what, 315 on the board. admittedly for, for nine down. They they played quite cautiously in the early part of their innings, and it was, it was always going to be impossible, really, wasn't it?
0: it was and uh, so a good try for pakistan but their slow start really cost them in the tournament in the end they finished up with 11 points level with new zealand but new zealand with superior run rate have uh, as a result qualified for the semi-finals we already know the other three australia india and england of course we still don't know for sure who england will play but it'll probably be india we're going to assume it will be england india at Edgbaston next Thursday in the second semi-final. So we're going to look at the, the possibilities for the semi-finals and also uh, look back at some of the other performances of the, of the lower teams, the teams that haven't made it through to the knockout stages. I should say by the way that this podcast is supported by Cricket19, the official video of the Ashes and you can get Cricket19 by going to amazon.co.uk for information and for purchase. So later in the show, we're going to hear from Waka Yunis, the great Waka Yunis, former coach, of course, of Pakistan, as well as spearhead fast bowler about what he thought of their efforts and who's going to win the tournament in general. But first, I guess we should just congratulate England, actually, and the news also that if they get to the final, it could be seen by everybody in the country. Yeah, it's going to be on free-to-air television, which is... Great news isn't it I, mean, I don't, How visible do you think this World Cup has been Is, is, is it hard to gauge Well yeah it, it, I suppose it is quite hard to gauge because we're so Immersed in it we're not mm. necessarily that detached But I do feel it hasn't Been great I mean uh, You walk around the average High street and nobody knows it's on I, that doesn't apply if it's a football World Cup does it everybody's talking about it people have parties with flags in their back gardens With so I remember I had a, a barbecue with a Brazil theme you know during the World Cup when it was in, in Brazil people don't do that for this I'm sure except one of you two real cricket tragics but Amongst the, the cricket aficionados, I mean, people are getting into it and quite enjoying it. Well, also as well, amongst
1: you know, the Pakistan, Bangladesh, yeah. India and Sri Lankan community. And fant- fantastic support for the World Cup. I, you know, I sense you know in those communities yeah. that, that, that that's all people are talking about. No,
0: absolutely right. And I, I love it, actually. Today there was a, a bunch of Pakistan fans over in the Allen stand here at Lord's, which is the one next to the pavilion. And they were all dressed in green suits with sort of mad glasses and crazy ties but Somebody from the MCC said, well, actually, they, if they were a member, they could go in the pavilion <laughs> uh, dressed like that. I think that's what we need. You're on, you're on the do, committee, we of yeah. Well, listen.
1: Up it. it was really weird. Well, I mean, see, see the ground, the commentary box today. It was green in three quarters of it, and there's all pastel blue <laughs> in the other bit. it, in, except in it the wasn't, actually, because well, there in, the front, children, yeah. in the front, yeah. there were
0: schoolchildren who had a lovely day, sat there. Pa- Pakistani and Bangladeshi children from local schools in the Westminster area were invited by the MCC to sit in the, the pavilion, and they had a lovely day and actually, interestingly, though lots of people might think the members were really sniffy about it, they weren't, actually. They really enjoyed it and some members actually wanted to... They paid their ticket because they wanted to sit amongst schoolchildren and see what they thought of it. So, well, I, don't, you know, I know that sounds a bit weird, but they just wanted to sort of almost sample the, the enthusiasm rather than sitting to people sitting next to people who were were not nodding off to sleep. Well, I think it'd be fantastic. If we saw some, some green suits in the pavilion yeah. today, wouldn't they? Would we? Anyway, uh, well, let, let's I'll you know um, wear a green suit for the final. <laughs> actually, I've got a blue suit. Maybe that does that work? Blue for the final. England. Hopefully, they're there. Or possibly India. They wear blue as yeah, well. That's True. Um,
1: right. Let, let's think about England. I, I have to say that you know, ten days ago, whatever it was, a week ago I was pretty gloomy about their prospects, I thought... What do you mean you're always gloomy? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's just not true. I, but, you know, it was it was, a re- it was realistic to be gloomy. I mean, they had two d- tricky matches. Pakistan had two very winnable games to come, and as it's turned out, they won them. They won them quite comfortably. They beat Afghanistan, and they beat Bangladesh uh, today. But, you know, that, that win against India on last Sunday was all or nothing for England, and they, they came up trumps, and then they did the job against uh, New Zealand, New, New Zealand mm. on uh, Wednesday. Mm. So they've actually had two sort of tough games mm. almost you know like a second round match and a quarter final match haven't they really they've come through two knockout rounds really because if they lost either of those games they'd have been out they wouldn't have made the semi finals so they're uh, going into the semi finals they're in you know they're in reasonable enough shape aren't they they've also had a bit of time as well a time to prepare for the semi finals a bit of a break mm. time at home there with the families trying to get away from the world cup for a, a few days um yeah <sighs> What sort of shape do you think they're in, though, if you're on the field? Are they too reliant on Roy and Bairstow getting them off to a good start? I mean, it's fantastic to have that opening partnership and that quality at the top. It's just that feeling, isn't it? It happened to Australia last Saturday when they played New Zealand, where actually Warner and Finch got out early, but they still were able to to go on and win the
0: game against New Zealand. Yeah, North I West. mean, it's it's it hasn't happened often that there's a stat which says the every team that's won a, a match in the, this World Cup, their opening pair of average sixty five. Every team that's lost a game in this World Cup, the average opening partnership is twenty one. So there is clearly a, a massive differential between the teams winning and losing and their performances. Uh, at the top of the order, which is a shame because you don't want to sort of think about a team getting 150 for no wicket thinking, well, they're going to win. That that makes it become a bit predictable. But it has been a bit like that because the pitches have been very dry and therefore the best time to bat is going to be the first 20 overs. Mm -hmm. And if you capitalise on it, you win. And if you fail to capitalise on it, you lose. When you say the first 20 overs, (coughs) you mean the first 20 overs of the match per se, not the first 20 overs of the innings. I think it's the first 20 overs of the innings, actually. But if you're batting second, that the pitch is just that little bit more not tricky, but perhaps not coming onto the bat quite as well in the second innings of the game. So, win the toss, win the match has become the, the thing. Has it? Well, sorry, batting first yeah. and winning the match. You, what you got? A stat here was it? Fifteen, the last fifteen games have been won by the team batting 15 first. Fifteen of the last eighteen matches
1: have been yeah. won by the side batting first. The last six games in this World Cup. Teams batting first have made over 300 and won the game by you know, varying margins and been quite narrow ones. but no really close games. It's the team batting first has, has controlled the match. Do we want this? I, I mean, it used to be in the I IPL, can't. for example, all teams win the toss and put the opposition in, don't they? They want to bat second. But in this World Cup, it seems to me if you don't win the toss and, and bat first, you you really
0: at a disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, the, the why is this? There's a, there's a lot of factors, but I think what what we've identified is that batting first. In day ODIs, is generally better. Once it's dry in the morning, the best time to bat is 10.30, and the worst time to bat is 5.30, whereas if you play a day-night game, actually the best time to bat is about 7.30, when it's a bit dark, there's, the floodlights are on, there's a little bit of dew around normally, and somehow the, the pitch seems to just grease up a bit and slide onto the bat, so batting second under lights seems to be the way to go and certainly it is in the IPL uh, in this tournament where all the games are day games it does seem to be better to bat first and that's been borne out by the stats and I don't think it's only to do with the dry pitches I also think it's to do with the balls I think these kookaburra balls deteriorate really quite quickly because I know you're going to ask me why doesn't it happen in test cricket why doesn't why don't, why don't doesn't it get harder to bat in test cricket it seems to get bat easier to bat in test cricket once the ball is older mm. doesn't it? Mm. That's because I think the quality of the Duke's ball stays in shape, stays quite hard, but slightly loses its shine and loses its extra bounce, so it becomes a nice ball to bat against. The Kookaburra ball loses its hardness very quickly, no seam on it. It's hard to hear anywhere. Do we want this? Uh, Do we like the fact that England... uh, Do we like the fact that teams' opening pairs are tending to dictate the pattern of play... Well, I think if I'm England, I'm, I'm happy with that because Roy and Bearstow are damn good and they, they complement each other very well. Roy tends to hit offside, Bearstow tends to hit leg side. They're a very hard pair to contain. They run the opposition ragged, uh, which I think they're probably the best running between the wicket pair as well. And, you know, if you, we did a stat today on TV about dot ball percentages, the highest dot ball percentages per team. And South Africa have the highest dot ball percentage in the first 10 overs followed by Pakistan you know teams that have got knocked out are the teams that don't rotate the strike and west indies another one you know they, they, I, I know curtly ambers was, was fairly strong about this the other day on, on radio saying they don't work the ones and twos they only go for a four or six or, yeah. no, or nothing yeah. you've got to fight, even though it's a modern game you know power game you have to have your short game working as well. But I was saying, you know, England have just made it in the last two games because they won the toss. I mean, you've got to go out <clears> there. <throat> I know you've got to go out and, and score the runs, but is, it is made it easier. Such didn't a big it? advantage. It made it easier because it's a pressure thing. Chasing, is it, you know, scoreboard pressure. It's an old cliche. It's hard. You know, in 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 the one-off nature of World Cup matches, where you, as a batsman, you know, one mistake, you're gone. I think it is a huge pressure, mm. and therefore batting first, where you know you you set up the target, and then your bowlers have to go and work. And obviously, it puts extra emphasis and uh, stress on the bowlers. But somehow, bowlers I think can handle stress better because you know if you bowl a bad ball, you've still got another five to come back with. Whereas if you play a bad shot, it's the old adage with cricket: mm. you know, one ball could be a laugh. It's an easy game for bowlers. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Mentally, <laughs> it's an easy game for bowlers, I think. Physically, it's not. Yeah. What do England do about their team? Uh, uh,
1: same again, do you think? Have they found the right formula now? Moen Alley not in the side?
0: Yeah, I, well, I, we, we talked a bit about Moen Alley, didn't we, And uh, last time, and he just looks just off colour at the moment, a little fragile. Uh, he doesn't look as if he's play, making the runs that he can. He, his bowling just acts a little bit, nothing, nothing wrong with it, but it just doesn't have the, the spike, the, 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 the fizz perhaps that he has sometimes. And Liam Plunkett is the leading wicket-taker in the middle overs in the world as a seam bowler uh, over the last four years. He's taken, I think, 55 wickets... Uh, has a really low average, and he's just very comfortable with that role. In fact, I don't think he does anything remarkable. I think he bowls a lot of cross seam deliveries, a few cutters. He's he's very philosophical, phlegmatic. Doesn't a bit, it doesn't affect him if he gets hit for a few runs? He doesn't. He's not embarrassed. I mean, I remember, you know, being a bit, so, a bit sort of embarrassed by getting a wicket with a long hop, mm. you know, which I regularly did, uh, but. He doesn't mind. Come on, you know, you got to tell you which, anywhere Anyway, you can yeah, get exactly. that. You shouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, Mike really once said to me when I got a wicket with a long hop and I sort of put my head in my hands in shame and he said, what do you want to do then? Call him back. <laughs> and uh, you know, obviously you should take every every wicket you can get, with gratefully, but Plunkett just... Handles everything with equanimity. If he goes for 15 off and over, he shrugs his shoulders and comes back and and bowls the next over. If he takes two for four off and over, he sort of almost shrugs. He doesn't mind. Mm. Well, he he has
1: been instrumental in in England's success. He's won every game Exactly, Every game he's played. Yeah, he's won. What about England's batting order? This might seem a strange thing to say. You know, they've been playing with this relatively set plan for the last. Four years and get to this sort of stage of the tournament. We're talking about what you know should they change the batting. Was should Owen Morgan come in at at number four? Should he drop down? Should he come in at number six? Do Do you want Butler a bit further up? Do you want Stokes? a bit mm. further up is there, you know is there an argument say for example i mean I, on sunday was there an exa- an argument for butler coming in at 3 once it was you know 160 for no wicket you know is is he the right man to come in next you you've always got uh, you know you got root who could come in and morgan who could come in a bit lower down should you keep going for it if those opening overs opening party rings are the best time to bat for the stroke makers should they push someone like
0: butler further up it makes a lot of sense i i, I can't see a reason why you wouldn't uh, Morgan, I think, is very good if it's spin or medium pace. Uh, He's very good at manipulating it and taking the attack to the bowlers and hitting a few big sixes. I don't think he's very good if it's a quick bowler on. And obviously, we've seen him caught off the top edge the last couple of games. Bowlers are going to target that. So when he comes in, they're going to put the quick bowler on. It'll be Mohamed Shami or it'll be Stark. Obviously, if they play Australia, they're going to try and bounce him out. Mm -hmm. What I wish he would do, actually, is just give up trying to hook. Because it's a lottery. He might get the odd top-edge six or four, but he's going to get out eventually. I wish he'd go for the uppercut instead and try to change that, right. but I've watched him in the nets, and he tries to, he practises the pull endlessly, and can't fault his work ethic, but he keeps trying to pull, pull, pull. Why doesn't he just go the other way? And He knows he's going to get it short sometime. He's already slightly on the leg stump anyway. Why doesn't he go with the, with the, the offside shots instead? To answer your question, I think if England lose early wickets, I'd put Stokes at four and uh, move Morgan down one. If it's sort of 25 overs, I'd probably have Morgan. If it's 30 overs at number four, I'd have Butler.
1: Because
0: mm. the India game, there just wasn't
1: enough Butler, yeah. was there? He came in you know, really deep into the innings. You thought, God... I think it, they it have it to be flexible. Yeah, exactly. And I, mean, I felt that the India game, they actually left a few runs out there. Mm. You know, they, they should have scored more. As it, as it happened, it, it didn't matter. India had that... Curious chase and, and it's really weird How the, how the whole sort of Match just changed After about 40 overs Against New Zealand Or 30 overs Against New Zealand Where you know the batsmen Were, were making hay And it suddenly became Really difficult to bat For the rest of the day It was an extraordinary End to England's Innings against New Zealand I, just, I wonder if Pakistan Will, will look at New Zealand think really that should be us We, we yeah, should be well, in that do. semi-final uh, They won their last four matches It's a, re- a remarkable stat The New Zealand are going to go into a World Cup semi-final Having lost three successive games and Actually be, having been well beaten you know, how, how many teams in any sport In any competition Anywhere around the world Would get into a semi-final Just having been beaten beaten well in three successive matches. doesn't happen very often, does it?
0: And, of course, uh, the only reason they are in the semifinals is because of that one point they got against India for a rained-off match. I know well, They might have won it. They right? might have won yeah. it. But it, they, it was a, potentially a lucky escape, that, actually. Uh, so, you're right. It, it does seem a bit bizarre, but we don't mean the rules. I mean, like, the Pakistani fans I was talking to earlier said, we should be there, we should be in the semi-finals. And I said, well... You know, it may be, but I don't make the rules. Anyway, where did they go wrong? So I thought I'd ask Waka Yunis that question and how he summed up Pakistan's campaign in this tournament.
2: Uh, you know, this is World Cup and, you know, things can go wrong. And I think, uh, you know, a bit of rain, bit of Pakistan, I thought, wasn't really that prepared that, you know, uh, coming into into the World Cup, you know, you saw the... Uh, England series uh, not went really good and lost all the games and that really shattered the confidence and, and Pakistan did not come into the game uh, into the into the World Cup with the the, the ideal preparation and also you know you, if you if you making changes in the last seconds like Wahab coming in Amir coming in Shadab we didn't know if Shadab was going to there so there were a lot of ifs and buts in the in the in the in the early stage of the tournament and I think and, and once you start poorly. It is hard to get back in this sort of tournament, although it's a lengthy tournament. But, uh, you know, that West Indies game really shook Pakistan down. And then, of course, losing against Australia, that was also crucial.
0: I suppose, uh, actually, starting out with one or two older players, Mm. and maybe that was a a bit of a a flaw. And then the younger ones, like, obviously, today, we've seen Shaheen Afridi come through Mm. superbly. Mm. Uh, Imam playing very well, only 23 yeah. Uh, Harris Sahel playing a brilliant innings here as well, so it's the future looks good, I guess. Yeah, the future is very good. I feel that the younger younger
2: lot is excellent. They still got plenty to you know sort of give in the in the in the upcoming you know years. But it's just that uh, we did not uh, you know we, the balance was not right in the beginning and uh, you know couldn't really you know do the job properly, and that's why they had to make a lot of changes. That's what I said, you know people coming in and out in the last second, that did not really help
0: uh, right so you're not in the semi finals pick a winner it is a, is a question. very difficult question well I mean, let's just evaluate to be this. honest uh,
2: out of the four teams uh, i would say that the, the, the you know the three teams are really you know candidate for for the for the so for england, winning the world england, cup india, australia. england india and australia of course new zealand they have not really played that well in this in this tournament, yes, they are in the semifinal. I think uh, Bangladesh played really good cricket, but unfortunately they couldn't really go through. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very difficult one. I mean, I mean of course New I Zealand
0: go... had the one point, yeah, the yeah. rained off game against India, which they would have probably lost, I mean, and that at... would have put Pakistan through. Yeah,
2: so. but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in New Zealand, I mean, they started off well, uh, but. Uh, you know they played a weaker, weaker opposition. So they, when the actual crunch time came, they had a very, very scratchy few games also, and then of course losing against some of the quality against some of the quality teams. So that's why I don't really say that they m- might win the World Cup, but cricket is a funny game; you never know with that. Uh, but the rest of the three teams is very hard to sort of uh, pinpoint one team because they have weaknesses. All of these teams, probably England have less. Uh, problems, conditions suits them pitches sort of suits them and they're in good form, their top three are like in a super form and then if I look look at India their top three are like in in good form,
0: So, but it's it's a very difficult uh, question to answer, but you know Could it be a bowler, could it be a bowler who who determines it, could it be Joffre Archer, or could it be Mitchell Stark, or could it be Jasper Bumrah? Yeah, I mean they're all three quality, proper quality when you
2: talk about one day cricket, so um, you know I, I guess they all have backups also when you look at Bumrah he's got Bhuvneshwar Kumar, and then you look at Stark he's got Cummings and then you look at uh, uh, what's his uh, name Archer Archer he's Wokes. got Walks and, and he's got Wood. You know, Wood that's what I'm saying so they have got more uh, weapons to sort of threaten the other team so
0: you know it, I can't
2: predict oh, I go on. Go on. Well, who I'll leave in Australia on? let's put it on Australia okay, well, they,
0: they've got the experience of one winning before so maybe that's an advantage
2: yeah, but even their middle order is, you a know, it's very tricky. So sort so, so every, of every team have got middle order who's struggling. I mean, the top three are just... The team whose top three will carry on doing the same, they'll win it. Uh, could be anyone. I mean, Rohit Sharma gets going, you know in, you're not in the game. But, you, but your hunch,
0: just a little tiny oh, hunch is, is Australia, is it? You're not sure, yeah, are you?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. to be honest. Aussie, yeah. Let's put it Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. You know? Take good time. <laughs>
1: Well, that's Pakistan's former coach and champion fast bowler Wacky Unis. He's going for Australia to win the World Cup. I mean, you could
0: only just.
1: You could sort of, yeah. You could sort of toss a coin. It could, you know, I don't think he's going to
0: be putting any of, any of his hard-earned um, <laughs> cash on this one. Yeah. wait well, India, England, Australia. I, mean, I don't. I honestly just do
1: not see New Zealand hmm. making the yeah. final. I mean, and I, I can definitely see, you know, Australia. Absolutely, are oh, they really want to beat? South Africa in the final game to finish top of the group, so they get a semi final against New Zealand. I mean, pride can go before a fall, of course, but they, ju- they just look a little bit thin, New Zealand. They look a bit workmanlike. They look there for the taking, and three sides have just taken them. And Australia that's strong. I, th- I think the sort of the hard money, if you like, the sort of hard nose thinking uh, suggests that Australia are you know, perhaps in a really good position at the moment. I mean, a lot of people th- fancy England. I-, I don't know whether they can. Play under pressure, but then can Australia or India play under pressure if they have to chase a decent score in in one of the two mm-hmm. knockout matches ahead of them? Those, I suppose, those are the imponderables. Australia have got, you know, they're not a perfect side. None, none of the sides left are yeah. a perfect side. They're not like the great champion sides, West Indies, you know, late seventies Australia when they were doing uh, so well. India in two thousand and eleven, they you know were really strong at home. They're not like those sort of real sort of nailed-on teams, are they? they they've all got their vulnerabilities. I,
0: I think that. The, the, oh, it's, it's impossible to kind of predict this isn't it but each of the three favourites if you like have got one spearhead crackerjack fast bowler obviously Mitchell Stark, Jasper Boomer and I think Archer Archer's in that bracket who can just produce something from nowhere and ta- tax and challenge the best players and it's going to be one of those bowlers is going to have a day out and win the tournament for his team, I think. Uh, who that's going to be, it's impossible to say. It's very interesting. I mean, I mean, Bumrah, I, I chatted to Bumrah the other day at the Edgebeston game when India played Bangladesh and, you know, he was talking about working on little things, trying to get the ball to swing away and uh, working on his wrist and I was trying to see if there's any difference in any of his deliveries because he tries a slower ball and he tries an in-swinger and out swing. And he, actually, I said, "What do you focus on do you, when you're bowling your Yorker? Do you look at the toes or the base of the stumps?" And he just said, "Look, I try and keep my head as still as I can as I'm running in to be as tall as possible at the crease. My head absolutely level, eyes horizontal." And I watched him in that game, and he does. He, his, his head is—he's like you could almost balance a cup on his head, uh, the way he runs in. Someone with the the stillest head. And the the, sta- the soundest mind is going to win that tournament for their team. Bumrah's a fabulous bowler, isn't he? I mean, is he? Is he a better bowler than Mitchell Stark, or is it impossible to compare the two because they are so different? I think, I mean, well, we look at the record, Mitchell Stark's got 24 wickets yeah, yeah, in this tournament. fantastic. I think Mitchell Stark, Mitchell Stark is devastating, mm-hmm. whereas Bumrah is just outstanding. Yeah. Stark has... An ability that that ball, the ball he bowled Stokes with here at Laws, is for me is a ball of the tournament. Yeah, so if you, if you had your pecking order of, of fast bowlers, you'd go Stark, Bumra, Archer, yes, you would because Archer just hasn't quite had the experience yet, yeah. and he hasn't quite got the he's Bumra is so awkward, you know, just standing watching him bowl. And, and I've, I've worked out by the way that he bowls, he lets go of the ball nearly 30 centimetres nearer to the batsman. Than other bowlers because of his unusual an action and very flexible body. He actually lets go of the ball closer to the batsman than the other bowlers, so they have a bit less time to react to, to the ball. Has it been a, a good World Cup? We're coming to the end of the, the
1: group stage, just the two matches left now, we can sort of evaluate it, we've got the, the thrilling, the, the, the knockout matches and what I would say about the knockout matches, it would be quite good if in one of those games if not two or three of them, that the side batting second won, mm. otherwise you just say oh, well, it's, it does feel like it's a win the toss win the match, but has it been a, a, mm. a good World Cup in terms of the, the quality of the cricket, the strength of the teams, uh, the closeness of the matches? No
0: I don't think it has actually, that sounds a little bit uh, sort of going miserable, being gloomy. No, <laughs> I, 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 I think not many matches have really grasped you and made you think. Wow! I think they have in in preview. You know, when getting ready for matches, you kind of expect a lot. But they a lot of these games are petered out, mm. and the, the you can just see the team batting second gradually dwindling, you know, dwindling to a loss. Uh, I think the crowds for the games that have featured Asian teams have been absolutely fantastic. You know, maybe people at home don't like all the racket and maybe even people at the ground don't like it, but I think they've brought colour and vibrancy to all our grounds. I think the grounds themselves have all looked a bit samey, actually. I think the way that the ICC brand everything, you would almost sort of be anywhere in the world. Uh, there's, there's a lack of character applied to each other. It's all a bit sort of a monoculture as grounds go. Uh, obviously laws is, is fairly special, but something i don 't know've lost it 's lost a bit of Englishness, I think as a tournament in a way it hasn 't had you know seeming pitches and uh, we had we had a week of damn weather, I suppose, which is quite English, but I feel over the last week it doesn 't feel like it 's being played in England in a way, perhaps that 's partly because of the crowds
1: hmm. well, what actually, do you think
0: well I, I think in, in
1: that sense i think it has, it's a, there are and I've said it before. There have been, there's more than one host of this tournament. There've been, you know, lots of co-hosts because of the support for, you know, India and Pakistan and and Bangladesh. I, I actually love that vibrancy. I've loved I love that about the World Cup that uh, that,
0: that, that people
1: have come and they show yeah. passion at the games. But I think that's been absolutely
0: fantastic. I was on uh, a train the other I, day. You know, they paid a thousand pounds a ticket to the Indian fans who come up from London to yeah. watch India against England. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got trained back
1: from Manchester the other day. Absolutely ramful full of Indian yes. supporters going back to London. At, you know, eight o'clock. Was, you know, it was a bit like a, a, the football, the old football special. You know, all the fans going up to watch their team play away from home, and the, that was what it's like. I, I would. It, it, it probably depends which games you've been at. I think. Um, you know, I was talking to Jonathan Agnew, and he, he said that he he hadn't seen lots of you know tight close good matches in this World Cup whereas perhaps you know it just happens to be where you go I think I've seen some really good games Um, not not many sort of last over sort you know tingling sort of games where you think oh this is absolutely sensational which way is this going to go into the last over but but lots of of really promising games probably just petered out at the end I thought for example I thought the the Bangladesh India match uh, last week was a bit like that you know could Bangladesh do it and they, you know, they were getting close. Seifertin was, you know, playing wonderfully well, and, and he just ran out of partners. So lo- lots of games like that. And then the odd game, you know, New Zealand against South Africa, which went to the last over and came Williamson hitting that that six off the first ball. The over, you know, that was dramatic. Uh, England's win against South Africa that again they had to win. I think at the start of the tournament, I that mean,
0: was impressive. Yeah, you know, and you know the Stokes catch and well, there've been some it, great pieces of agility. Yeah, I think it's a, been some great moments. Moment. Yeah. I'm not sure there have been too many great matches. No, uh,
1: that, that's, that's probably t- true in terms of great matches. One match that really sticks in my mind, and it had a, you know, it's had a decisive influence on this World Cup, was the 36-over game at Trent Bridge between West Indies and Pakistan. You know, I, I, that was for just sort of sheer sort of power... The West Indies produced that day in their fast bowling, short pitch bowling, you know, bombing Pakistan out, and then Gale just smashing it and knocking him off in, in 12 overs. That was, that was one game that really will stick in my memory because it was sort of rolling back the years. You thought, mm. well, wow, could, the West Indies, they could do something really special here. And yeah. uh, as, as it happened, they didn't. You know, it was a real, well, I, real full storm from So, that, in, yeah. in a way, that's in my sort of top five matches in this World Cup. It's a strange thing to say, actually. A game that only lasted 36. So, it's probably if you paid your, your ticket price, you probably wouldn't be so happy, unless,
0: unless you're a West Indies. A the west indies the west indies were like a roman candle mm. in this tournament weren't they there were lots of really flared up at the start mm. and lots of sort of colour and sparks mm. flying and then it just went yeah. and it just it was almost something like someone poured water on it i think they've got a, a nucleus of really good players though good young players mm. it'll be interesting to see
1: how they develop they, they need some they need some decent spinners they i probably need just one another quality bowler and they need you know someone to replace chris gale at the, at the top of the order I, I, I feel a bit sad. I mean, I, I think the probably the saddest I've been in this tournament. Of course, a game we haven't mentioned was that New Zealand uh, West Indies game at Old Trafford with that mm, thrilling finish. Yeah. I think that's the. I think that's. That the, was a great the, game. That's the saddest I've been in this tournament. Watching, you know, the most deflated. I was. I was actually watching it at home, and when, when Brathwaite went for it, I thought he's got this. He's got it. Oh, bold, brilliant catch on the boundary. Really cool under pressure. Magnificent individual moment from Trent Bold. It was a really sort of deflating feeling, I really want, you know, as a, as a fan there, I just really wanted that to go for six. Just It would just lifted the World Cup, a real moment of drama. And in a way, that, that sort of shot and that incident sort of summed up the World Cup
0: so far <laughs> that it, sort of, it almost promised to deliver, but hasn't quite. Yeah, I, th- I think you've summed it up really well. OK, well, so we've just about finished the group stages now, and uh, we're back here, Lords, in a week's time for the final after the two semis, Tuesday and Thursday, uh, spoke to the groundsman, Carl McDermott, just now about the final pitch, which is being covered as we speak, and he's giving it a a bit of a water, and he's going to get watered again tomorrow, Saturday, and then roll it and roll it and roll it, and he reckons it'll be an absolutely beautiful pitch, nothing to really kind of help the bowler or batsman early on, and should last the, the 100 overs, so he's confident that the final will at least not be determined by the tops, which is good. Good to know. Well, that's good. So also, you think about Edgbaston,
1: and that's got nine days between matches, isn't it, to, to to get itself ready? The groundsman there has got nine days to to get it ready between the last group match and the semi-finals. So that sh- that should be enough time to you know to get a decent pitch uh, together. Old Trafford, well, not so sure. Saturday into Tuesday, um, you know, not so much time to to work on the pitch. Um, which, which may actually play into New Zealand's hands. The only way I can see New Zealand winning a semi-final against Australia is if they bat first and if they get, get a working total and then put some pressure wow, on Australia. Wow, that would be an not it? it? Imagine it that, New Zealand beating Australia. That, that would be massive. I, just, I cannot see it, but that's the only scenario. I, can, I, I honestly cannot see New Zealand winning a semi-final, batting second. Famous last words, so I'll probably, you know, probably romp it by six wickets, but there
0: we go. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that the uh, I was going to try and get you listeners some a couple of tickets for the England-India, potentially England-India semi-final at Edgbaston on Thursday. It's a complete sell-out. I failed in my mission. I will keep trying, but uh, I don't hold out much hope, actually. So uh, you'll have to watch it on telly, I'm afraid. Or, or listen, listen to it on the radio. radio, yeah. Yeah, of course, which is a very good place to listen to Or both, or both. What with the sound turned down, with what, you turned down, or you could have the TV on and that would be a bit pointless having the radio on with the sound turned down though, wouldn't it? Or you could <laughs> go to endless permutations here, but you could watch it on the telly in the morning, listen to the radio, if you've got some chores to do, whatever. Anyway, you've got that you've got that those options. You've got those choices to make and it's all about choice. And I should just remind you, talking of choices, Cricket 19, the video, the official video game of the Ashes available at Amazon.co.uk. Well, We're looking forward to the knockout stages now they've finally arrived. We've had the marathon, now it's time for the sprint. (laughs) Yes, and let's hope England can sprint fastest and break the tape. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Goodbye from there.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.